This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And for this episode, I'm joined again by my wife, Annalise. Hey, Annalise. Hey. Thanks for being here and hanging out a little bit. And in the previous episode that we recorded, we talked about the fact that we wanted to kind of at least have one episode where you had a chance to get to know us together a little bit, where you got a chance to get to know Annalise a little bit before we started talking about some stuff that was a little bit heavier because it felt like if this is the first time you're ever hearing from Annalise and it's this like super heavy thing, I don't know, it just felt kind of strange. So we did the not so heavy episode already and now this one I'm thinking is going to be kind of heavier. Actually, this morning when I forget if it was right when we woke up or after I took the dog out and came back inside, she had this serious, like, kind of concerned look on her face. And I'm like, what's going on? And she said, well, we haven't really ever, like, sat down and, like, talked about this stuff this way. And I don't know exactly even what you're going to be talking about here. But what I would say is that we've probably had each of these conversations, but maybe six months apart or a year apart from Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And I think based on your reaction and based on just knowing what it was like to live through some of this stuff, Mm -hmm. that it's probably going to be pretty heavy. And um, basically, that's the intro, background, whatever, just to let you know as you're listening what this is going to feel like, probably, because Mm -hmm. you've heard my perspective in several of these episodes on what it felt like to be me in my relationship with Annalise as I've been dealing with this unknown health thing Mm -hmm. and what you're going to hear today in this episode is from Annalise's perspective of what it felt like to live with me as I was in a lot of ways dealing in unhealthy ways with what I was what I was or am going through and So because of that, it's going to be pretty heavy, right? Yeah. Um, I may cry. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, depending on what you say, I may cry. That would be kind of a (laughs) shock. Um, That would be a shock. That would be a shock. But Mm, it's, you know, I have a feeling that this is going to be kind of hard for me to listen to some of this stuff. Yeah. And the reason we're doing this is because... Like I've said before, I know that my health struggle or journey or whatever you want to call it is a unique journey that probably not a lot of other people are going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing that there are some of you listening that the reason you're connecting in with this podcast and with what I do and talk about is because you're dealing with something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's important for us who are dealing with this unknown or known thing that just sort of, I don't know, suppresses us and like Mm kind of zaps the life out of us or just limits or lowers our ability or willingness to care or to think about things from other people's point of view in the moment because we're hurting so Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for us to hear the perspective from the Annalise side of things, from the partner's perspective. And so, like, you know, I'm I'm setting this up so much because I think it's it's real life stuff and it's probably going to be some tough stuff. But I think it's important whether you're 
the me in this situation or the Annalise in this situation. I think you'll find uh, whether you're the one in pain or struggling or whether you're that person's spouse or partner, uh, I think that you'll hear some things in here that will be really helpful, really challenging, really, um, I guess, comforting in some ways of like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And so I say all that to set it up and I kind of want to hand it off to you, Annalise, and let you share, you know, I don't know if you, we haven't really talked about this other than that conversation (laughs) where she was kind of like, I don't know about this. Um, So just want to hand it off to you. And I don't even know how you're planning on, if you have bullet points or what your thoughts are. So go ahead and share. I do think it's really important to um, set the stage for something like this. Um, Yeah, I think that that was really helpful. Thanks for doing that. And I hope too that just that, what Alan shared just now and recognizing that you know, when you talk about difficult things, especially with your partner, it can look a lot of different ways. And you can sometimes have these conversations um, sort of scattered. You don't have all of the meaning of it all in one thing, and then you're both good to go sometimes. Especially with stuff like this, you just have to unpack it because there's a lot that has happened. So it was the very beginning of our marriage Um, We had talked a little bit about this um, when we were dating, but a very little because I don't think that I grasped at all how deep it was for you and how much it affected your life. Yeah, maybe I should jump in for a second and just say I'm thinking if this is the first episode someone's ever listened to, then they don't have the backstory. But I've been dealing with a... I don't know, mystery illness, I guess you call it, for eight years now. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Eight years now, I feel lightheaded, brain fog, fatigued, spacey all day, every day. I feel like I slept one hour last night, no matter what, for the last eight years. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that that's what I've been dealing with that health-wise and then jumping from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor mm-hmm. and getting no no answers. Yeah. So that's what, if this is the only episode you're ever listening to, that's the backstory here for what I'm dealing with. And you're going to hear how for a long time into our marriage, I tried to deal with it on my own instead yeah. of, you know, sharing life. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. That's really important. Um, Yeah. While we were dating, I knew that generally you had this struggle, but it was really more like, yeah, I've been dealing with some health stuff. It's hard moving on. It was really kind of, I feel like touched on, at least that was my experience. Um, So while we were dating, I had no idea the depth that it affected you. And also, um, as we talked about in the the previous episode when we were talking about communication and being wired really differently, um, there were just things about your personality that I was still really trying to get a grasp on and trying to understand you better. And so at that time, right before we got married, I had no idea how little I actually knew was truly you and how some of that was actually how the health stuff was affecting you. I didn't know any of that. That was like tip of the iceberg. I didn't realize there was an iceberg. <laughs> so Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things that I've said to you, yeah. And I think I probably said it a few weeks ago yeah. is it seems weird to me because I've been dealing with this health thing longer than we've known each other. Right. And I say, you know, I don't feel like you actually have ever met who I think of as me I yet. Know. Yeah. Because this thing is so big and so life altering that I just don't have the energy and clarity and right. you know exactly. personality that I did before. 
Right. Um, and that's kind of what I still think of as me, yeah. even though, you know, it's not right. anymore and maybe it never will be again. Right. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what she's kind of alluding to there with a couple of the comments that she yeah. uh, made in that moment. Yeah. It's like because when you're just meeting somebody, you're meeting the person who you're getting to know. And so... I could like grasp what he was explaining when he was talking about it like that, but I it didn't really sink in. Um, I don't know. It's just obviously right. That's a very meta concept to think about. It's weird to try to yeah. talk about it or explain exactly. it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what was really even as I was like trying to write down, I don't know, some kind of a bullet point so that I could talk through what my experience was. I realized too, like for me, um, I see progress as like general milestones. And when I'm being asked to explain how I felt along the way, that's a different exercise for my brain. Like Mm -hmm. I really had to go back and revisit and really try to like think through what was my actual process because this was the hardest thing I have ever had to do in my life, hands down hands down. Mm. <laughs> it it was crazy. So uh, let me walk you through a little bit about how that started. So we got married. Um, and then in our experience, when we got married, we started having different kinds of conversations than we ever would have had dating. Um, and then there was weight attached to them because all of a sudden you're sharing all of your money, all of your assets, all of your future um, with this person. And so there's there's some weight attached. So then there are feelings that are a lot easily, a lot more easily triggered um, because both partners are typically really aware there's a lot on the line here. And if I don't understand you, I'm in a really scary place. Um, so there was just a different, you know, and it's not terrible. <laughs> it's just something new to navigate through and to try to figure out your shared language. And like we talked about in the previous episode um, that we did together, um, that that was just, that was a tricky thing was figuring out our shared language because we we communicate so differently and we yeah. process so differently. So there was all of that going on. In addition to the fact that I was starting to realize wow, um, whenever we go visit my family or whenever we go visit your family or we're talking about having, like, spending time with friends, you didn't want to do any of those things Mm. ever. And I was, it was starting to dawn on me, like, I'm like, man, Alan is the truest introvert I've ever met. Okay, this is... This is going to be a challenge, but we can, you know, we can figure this out because I pictured, you know, my union with you. I know you love people. I know you care for them deeply. And I'm like, how do we spend time with people that are important to us? And so, you know, trying to figure through that. um, Also, just my perspective of who I am is like, I, I love to have people in my life. Um, that's really important to me. And so, but I recognized that I was learning this whole new thing. I was learning my new role as a partner. Um, I was learning who you are. And I was trying to piece together all these little fragments of like, okay, this is really difficult right now. Is this because you're an introvert or because of this health thing? And so I started trying to talk to you about the health thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I want to know how that's affecting this. And at this point, would yeah. you say you still didn't even really yes. grasp the depth of how much it affected Completely. Me? This was the beginning yeah. for me. That's wild. I'm yeah. I'm finding this out in real time as we're <laughs> See, talking we about this. See, we told you this, this is like, going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean? I've told you exactly. I know. But anyway. Well, and that's part of it, right? Yeah. It's part of it thinking, oh, I've communicated that exact thing, right? But for I don't the other be person, complaining about it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I totally validate that. It just. So, what is the lesson for those of it. us who are, who are dealing with stuff? Just complain more. Mm, just kidding. That Go seems ahead. simplistic. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, so that's what it looked like for me in the very beginning. I, I recognized he had an issue that would affect anybody. And I also recognized that he was just a different personality than me. So I was trying to put together what things are true, innately true about who Alan is, not who Alan is based on what is affecting him, but who Alan truly is from the inside. So I would try to ask him some of these questions and he got really serious in a different way than when we had had any kind of the health talk. And and I didn't really talk to him about his health when we were dating because he mentioned it and it seemed like a passing, not like the Mm -hmm. health thing was passing, but just like, it's not that big of a deal. That's crazy. Because that's where you were at and you were trying to accept what your life looked like. And I get that now, but at the time it just... (laughs) I just don't I just don't believe that that's how it happened. So I that's interesting. But that's your experience. Exactly. You know? That's what's so, so crazy about yeah. talking about this. And I right? knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. Because how could it not? She's right? lying like, to you if you're listening. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So no, but you got to know that your experience of another person is different than they think your experience of them is. And that's such an important thing to remind yourself of when you come across like disagreements or misunderstandings or Mm -hmm. or or even just relaying a shared experience. And you guys both recognize, wow, that wasn't really shared. Right. The way that I thought it was. Yep. Like I'm like, what? No, what she's describing is not at all what happened but it was her experience that's what made it so isolating for. and if i were to describe what my experience of those moments was yeah i'm thinking you probably would be sitting here feeling the same way like what no you didn't you didn't explain it to that that. that's not what i i'm sure i didn't say that yeah Yeah. just things like that because that's yeah that's how we feel we're very subjective to ourselves crazy yeah it's crazy so I'm trying to talk about this and I'm realizing, okay, this is a much different issue or it's affecting him a lot more, a lot more than I ever realized. So he's starting to say, I really, I can't talk about this so frequently. I really, I'm sorry. I just, I really can't go there. And I'm sitting here like, I'm, I'm trying to be, trying to learn how to be your partner and I know that I need input from you, so I don't know where else to go with this. Mm-hmm. So I actually started not just for this reason, but partly too because I love psychology and I, um, I love the I love knowing that there are resources for when I feel lost in myself. So I was just kind of like, okay, I just need to touch in with a counselor again. So I started seeing a counselor here. Um, just to kind of get myself straight and figure out what was going on because I wasn't getting anywhere trying to get the information that I felt like I really needed. Um, I could tell that this was a huge, massive thing. This is when I began to see the iceberg part. And I was resisting this conversation because it felt like, why do you need to rehash the stuff that I've already told you once a week? You know, like this is emotionally crippling to me. Yes. To have to be like, hey, yeah, let's talk about the worst part of my life for a while. And that was what was so devastating to me being wired the way that I am. So just bringing in the Enneagram again, super quick. But I'm a I'm a type two on the Enneagram, which is a helper. So literally my core motivation and my core need is to help fill a need, help fill anybody's need. I consider it my purpose on this earth to be there for people who are in need. Mm. And so especially when it's my partner and they're telling me, hey, not only can I not provide you with this information, but you're hurting me by asking. Mm. That was like double whammy. Like that was brutal. And I knew that you couldn't help me with that. So like, here I am, like, I'm like, I'm really trying to be emotionally healthy here, like for myself and not feel super beat down and then take it out on you and then like blame you for 
reacting this way because I could see like empathetically, I could re- reach to see your perspective on that and recognize you're coming from your own spot and that's valid and that's where you were at. And yes, it was unhealthy, but you were in your own process too. And I'm sitting here on my side like, what am I going to do with that then? Hmm. So he's valid. So what I feel like is valid, I don't know what's going to happen. Am I always going to be, I in some of my notes that came up for me when I was thinking through this, like, am I always going to be disconnected hmm. from my partner? Hmm. Did I just get married to somebody that I can't fully know? Hmm. And it was freaky. Yeah. It was so frightening. So it was really important for me to see a counselor at that time. Yeah. Um and I couldn't tell you how quickly that all started to dawn on me, but it was it was within the first 6 to 8 months, I'd say, okay. for me. Um so as I was working through this with my counselor, she was really encouraging me, you need to figure out how to keep showing up. Whatever that looks like for you, Maybe you don't talk about this exact thing with him, or maybe you bring it up as infrequently as you can, but it's so important that you don't repress and cut off Mm. Um, because obviously, right, like everybody who's listening, I'm sure you can think through the damage that that would cause if I just withheld because Alan was withholding, and that's not the solution, but it was brutal. It, It just, it felt really unfair in some ways, that I would have to do all of this extra work without Alan being involved because I felt like what I needed was what he could give me, like his insight in himself. But then God came in and really challenged me, hey, look at your self-perception. Yes, I've made you with these strengths and, uh, you know, of communicating and really desiring to be connected to people and Um, really desiring to pour in and invest and know them fully. But what if I was asking you, what if I was challenging you to do this with me first? And I realized that I was trying to act, I was trying to act like God in Mm -hmm. a way. I was trying to say to Alan, no, I'm your person. I'm your first and foremost, and I was literally, like I was saying before, like I feel like I've been put on this earth to be your person mm-hmm. and to help fix this need for you. You can trust me. you got to open up to me. Like, can you, I don't, I don't know if you guys can, can you see how that could affect, like deeply affect and actually push Alan away if I'm trying to step into the God arena? And God was really... So he was really challenging me, like, yes, I put all, the, all these things in you, but what if I'm asking you to use them in an entirely different way than you've ever used them before? Mm. Yeah. And so he was challenging me, hey, anything you feel like you want to say to Alan or you want to get from Alan, I want you to come to me first. So that in itself was just a, a twist. Mm. It was a twist sure, yeah. of what order I was doing things in. So God wasn't telling me, hey, you just, you really need to hold off. You need to like, just leave him alone. And that wasn't what he was asking me to do. He was asking me to talk to him before I talked to you. And ultimately that started changing me. Hmm. Yeah. It was crazy. But what I didn't realize in in the beginning and what I probably didn't realize until recently thinking about it is how much God wanted to show me that valuing his journey with somebody I care about and valuing that that's his space and how do I support a person who's doing their journey with God in their space and give them time to process, like how do I support that best? Hmm. Always before I would have stepped in and said, how can I help? How can I like, how can tell I me be how involved I... in doing yes. this instead of how can I yes. support this happening? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Always it yeah. would have been like that before. Mm. And this was a total shift for me. And again, pretty meta because I'm being asked to step outside of what I think I'm here for and to literally to step outside of it and to allow God 
to turn me in a different direction. And God's showing me, this is how you can still fulfill this. You're still showing up like my counselor asked me to be open to doing, you know, you're still showing up as you, but it just needs to look a different way to be the healthiest and be the most transformative. So I started going to God. That's cool. I, you know, as you're describing that, I'm actually reminded of thinking through how throughout our relationship, I've seen you get a lot better at that with other people. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I really noticed that that's what it was, that that was kind of the category yeah. between you and I. Mm-hmm. But I watched, you know, early, I say early on, we've been married five years, so yeah. it's not like <laughs> a, this huge length of time, but you can yeah. grow and change a lot in the length of five years. Definitely. And I watched early on in our marriage that your response to you know, family, close friends going through stuff was you wanted to take a really active role in fixing things, whether that fixing meant, okay, here's what you need to do. And I'll lay out step one, two, three, four, you just do this and everything's going to work out fine for you. And I've, I've watched as you've been able to, you know, now I have the language for it, to move that role from helping and fixing to supporting and being there yes. for people. Yes. And that's really, that's cool. I honestly, I had no idea that um, that this was the genesis of that. Yes, it and absolutely was. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. it's It's cool to see how both of us, you know, as you're describing what it felt like for you, you know, to see, as you would say, the tip of the iceberg and then find out there was a bunch more there. Yeah. It's really crazy. I was struck by how it sounds like both of us felt bait and switch (laughs) a little bit, you know? We totally did. Because you're like, okay, you didn't tell me the scope and scale yeah. of what you're dealing with. You know, I thought it was a, who knows? I thought it was right. a, it, this is going to affect 10% of your life kind of a deal. Yeah, And exactly. it turns out it affects 90% of your life. Yes. And so you're going, holy cow, I, I had no idea. Yep. And the interesting thing is, while that was dawning on you, you're going, okay, if it's that big of a deal, I need a bunch more information. Yeah. So what that did was make me feel bait and switched. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, this was something we could talk about, you know, as we were dating and engaged and we kind of brainstormed a couple different doctors and specialists I could go see. But it wasn't something that was like, talked about all the time it was sort of a peripheral kind of a thing this is dawning on me too yeah i did with this what i do have a tendency to do which is i think something that seems like it's happening a certain way right now well that probably means it's going to affect the whole rest of the thing so when we were when we were dating and stuff and engaged i felt like i was walking with you and you were like I felt like I'm almost more in real time. And then when we're married, all of a sudden I realize like there's more of an iceberg to the health thing. Yeah. And I'm picturing, I mean, I just, I just said, did I just get married to somebody I'm literally never going to connect with again? Right. I applied the difficulty to our whole life. And I'm like, hey, we need to fix this right now. Yeah. Or it's just going to be true forever. Yeah. Which is hard for me. And that's. And your fix was what made me feel bait and switch. Of course. You know, because it was like, (laughs) okay, before, you know, we talked about this stuff and we, we brainstormed some ideas and we, you know, right. Cause it was real time. It could be nice. And like, Hey, if you do this, great. If not, you know, we're just brainstorming. Like, well, and I did do those things. Exactly. Um, but the frequency of those conversations and the, 
I don't even know the word to use because it's not like I guess I guess almost like the level of interest that you yeah. took in it, you yeah. know, yeah, which makes sense if you're thinking this is affecting 10% of his life. Like this is kind of a little peripheral thing and okay, yeah, we'll talk about yes. it and then move on. Yes, right. And once you realize, no, this is a 90% yeah. thing, yeah. then you're like, okay, now I need some answers. I need to talk about this. I need to come up with some things. Yep. And I'm going, whoa, like if you were feeling, yep. did I just get married to someone that I'm never going to be able to know? Yeah. I was thinking, did I just get married to someone that's going to be picking at that's this never gonna let me rest for yeah. my whole life right. like all the time right you know right um yeah and it's really interesting to to just hear how that felt from yeah. both perspectives you know yeah it is it's like okay so i thought of it like on a scale so you were saying um so i'd ask you about the health thing and then you were saying actually i'm the one who's going through it so my feelings are always going to outweigh yours on this scale. Sure. And so that's technically that's true. I mean, that's so true. Like in in a lot of ways, it's like, well, I'm the one who's dealing with this. That's true. But I was left feeling like, well, then my feelings are never, never, ever going to come close to being equal with yours on this subject. So the whole subject's out. So then my feelings have to be out. Mm. But what I cared about underneath my feelings was still happening. Yeah. And it was still stuff I really wanted. And so that was the journey was like, how do I, like I've said before a few times, how do I show up and not cut off, but still respect you and value you and give you space, but still let you know that like that what I'm feeling and what I'm going through is also its own thing and it's also a part of our journey and like how frequently do I do that and obviously it can't be frequently but it has to be sometimes because otherwise I'm cutting off it just was this whole weird super complicated thing yeah it's like yeah go ahead it was crazy sorry well that's fine I was gonna say that I I've talked about this previously, you know, of what it looked like to start letting you in on this. Because what I realized, I don't know, probably a few years into marriage was, you know, I felt like this is the thing that's affecting me and my life. And you rightly felt like this is a thing that's affecting us and our life, even if it's disproportionately affecting Alan right. as an individual. Yes. It's affecting us yes. together. It's and like both and. Yeah. yeah. And I would feel, you know, you would say like, oh, man, it's just so hard that we're dealing yes. with this. You yes. know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We I'm <laughs> dealing with this. Yeah. And it took it took years. It did take years. For me to figure out this is somebody that mm-hmm. I've chosen to share my life with and that means I have mm-hmm. to figure out a way to let her in on this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I when I had that realization, I talked to you and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's what I can do." You know, I've been realizing I've been trying to hold you at arm's length and kind of do this part of our lives as my life. Yep. And I need to fix that. But I can't just open it up and say, okay, whatever questions you have, whenever they pop in your head, I'm an open book, you know. So I started this off by saying, all right, we can have one day a week for 10 10 minutes. minutes. I'll be able to have conversations about this stuff. And if you want to talk about some ideas that you have for me to go see somebody different, you have 
some questions about how this is affecting whatever, you know, 10 minutes once a week, I can <laughs> handle that. Because yeah. otherwise I yep. felt like if these conversations start, then I'm going to be trapped. Yep. And it's just going to have to be until the conversation is resolved or until the thing is resolved. Right. And I'm living in the middle of a health thing that isn't resolved. So yeah. how could there be a resolution yes. to the conversation? Yes. If there's no resolution to the thing we're having the conversation about. Yes. You That's know, so I'm like, a good point. Yeah. I can do 10 minutes yep. once a week and then we got to be done. So this is kind of... And you came to life. I did come to life. That was really shocking to me. Because you felt like I'm not giving her nearly... I know that I'm not... What I can agree to is not nearly what she's asking for. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is... So the behind the scenes of where I was at um, and where I had grown to be by the time you offered that... um, Graciously offered that. Oh, <laughs> you graciously <laughs> offered that. You deigned to offer that. <laughs> right. um, is that so? God had been doing this challenge with me, and as I'd been practicing going to Him first and practicing how that looked like in real time, it was painful, definitely at first, um, because it still felt unfair in the beginning. Like, no, I should be allowed, right? to approach this okay okay i was gonna ask what felt unfair but it was you're talking about allowed to say how i feel yes this is still in the beginning no no no. but i'm i'm asking you know you said it felt unfair yes and i'm just trying to get the context are you saying you're saying this to god this feels unfair that you're asking me oh, to sure. do the support instead of to do the fix? Is that uh, what no, you mean? No, not the support and okay. the fix. It was actually it actually felt unfair that he was asking me um, to not go to you first. So even at first, okay. the shift in communication That's how I would process. describe the difference between support, support and, fix. and fix. Oh, okay, so then, then absolutely. You're here See? in real time. This you is guys, what it looks is, like. <laughs> you will define things differently, <laughs> and you will need to ask for clarification. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that what you meant? <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah. So I had already been practicing just pushing through because in my heart, I knew God's spirit was behind that energy and that that was what he was he was blessing my energy. And whenever you're asked to do something hard like that, you're literally putting, you're not pushing your feelings away, but he's asking you to just try something different. So he's valuing that you feel these things too, God is. And he's with you as you step into the discomfort of trying something that's outside of your comfort zone. Mm. So I had been practicing this and practicing letting go of my expectations, like I was saying, of myself and my role as his partner in my expectations of what my marriage was going to look like. I mean, this is usually years, right, before you get married that you picture something. I mean, you don't have to be like romanticizing it all the time, but we all picture something probably um, if we were sharing a life with somebody. So I had to be letting go and you of exactly what that looked like. Me holding you at arm's length about something that affected 90% <laughs> I of my life. I know that's most people's dream, but it, it wasn't be, mine. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dang. Um, so yeah. And it even, uh, it was even just about me, even my expectations of God hmm. and what I thought he was who I thought he was to me, right? So this ended up being, I mean, coming away from it, it ended up being a total transformation transformation of my own relationship with God too because mm-hmm. he's asking me to see him as God and see him as my God and see him as your God and that that, is, that can mean something totally different because you're a different person than me. You're a different person than me. And I know that sounds like, that's pretty simplistic, but that's a huge mind shift when you consider what does it look like to really love God's definition of love. It's like, I want you to receive healing however he wants to give it to you. Mm. If I'm not even immediately involved on any level, that should still be as meaningful to me that you receive that as if I were the one giving it to you. 
Yeah, that's, that's real love. That's cool. I, you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of Jesus saying, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think how a lot of us interpret that and just kind of the natural way that that's going to happen is, okay, I want to treat other people the way I want to be treated, right? Right, right. But if you hear, even as Annalise and I are talking, how I want to be treated is different than how she wants to be treated. Exactly. And so if I treat her the way I want to be treated, then she's going to be like, why is he being such a jerk? Or why is he Mm -hmm. not meeting my needs? Yep. And to make this jump, and it was cool that you talked about this, of loving by God's definition of love. Yeah. You know, it, it goes to this next thing, you know, Jesus saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how do you love yourself? Mm. You love yourself in the way that you communicate mm. as love, you know? Wow. And yeah. so to make this, make this transition or this jump or this switch from treat other people the way I want to be treated, which by that mm. I mean treat other people the way I wish they would treat me, say the mm-hmm. things I wish they would say, do the things I wish they would do, actually what it means is I wish when people talk to me, they would think about how to talk to me. Yes. Instead of how to talk to blank cardboard cutout of a person. Right. I'm not that. Right. You know, and and I think when we talk about, you know, the Enneagram and that kind of stuff, that's right. why I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, don't think of me as a five. Right. I'm Alan. Yes. And yeah, some of those traits line up with who I am, but that's not me. Right. I'm Alan. Right. Treat me like that. Yeah. And I just, I think that's such a, a key thing and such a powerful thing to understand, you know, because I went through a lot of life going, uh, thanks for the bad advice, Jesus. I'm treating other people the way I want to be treated, and they hate <laughs> Everyone it. Everyone hates it. It's going it. really bad. Like, what the heck, you know? Yeah, yeah. And to understand mm. that I want to be treated different than you want to be treated. Yep. And to think about things from the other person's perspective yes, yes. is just so key in understanding you know, my relationship with Annalise is not just different than my relationship with anybody else because we're married or because, you know, whatever. It's because Annalise is unlike anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the way that I care for her should not only because she's my wife, obviously there should be a whole next level of care because of that, But the way I care for you is different because you're you. Yeah. And yeah. you're different than anybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I was just struck by that in yeah. the moment. And um I think we're we're kinda in the middle of a work day here, so <laughs> Annalise has about ten more minutes before <laughs> we jump back and okay. she needs to get back to work. Yeah. But but that was a really good point. Um I just wanna say uh, that kind of brought up the love languages. I don't know um, if any of you listening have done that or are familiar with that. But what's interesting about that is that you recognize you don't just have a primary love language. There are also love languages you have a total blind spot to. Hmm. You just wouldn't, you would never consider showing love in acts of service or in quality time if yours is primarily one of the other ones, mm. like words of affirmation or something like that. But that's just kind of what that made me think. And it's just so important. I just, I can't stress enough that I did not choose this transformation in a way that made sense to me. Mm. And I, if any of you listening desire for that kind of transformation and for that kind of next level capability for yourself to have that kind of empathy and to be able to show that kind of love to your spouse, I would really, really encourage you 
to get into specific prayer with God and just make that a specific prayer. And he'll show you ways to do that. And I know we've been talking all about how so, so difficult this was. And it it really was. But like Alan said, he didn't even see that it started with he and I. He saw the change in me for other people. Hmm. And that is like, that's huge for me because it's often the hardest for us to see the effects of the work we've done and the progress we've made. Yeah, true. And we need to listen to people who are giving us that feedback of like, hey, I see this in you. We need to listen to that because that's what's showing up from me. And I genuinely give all the credit to God giving me the opportunity to change my mindset, but he gave me a place to go. I want you guys to hear that too. I felt like I couldn't go to my spouse in the ways that made sense for me to go to him. But God gave me a place to go, and he gave it to me on purpose. And he gave it to me for my sake, and he gave it to Alan for Alan's sake. He gave Alan that space, too, of meeting me where I'm at so that Alan didn't come and have to meet a need that he couldn't have met anyway in me. And just the growth that that took, it took you guys like probably about two years. Mm -hmm. It took at least two years. And that's insane. If somebody had told me at the beginning of my marriage, hey, just so you know, for a real connection and really like getting to know your spouse, it's going to be about two years. I I just don't know what I would have done. I probably would have imploded. I can't handle that. Like, I can't conceive of that. I would have definitely freaked out. (laughs) Um, But I just want you guys to hear like God is so good. And he's so gracious. And this is really, really, it's difficult work. But when you come through it, you're like, holy freaking cow. I never, ever could have created this in myself. Mm-hmm. But it's the exact me that I want to be right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like that much closer to the me I want to be and the me I want to be for you. And it helped me in so many other ways too, right? Like I'm walking around just aware of people in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody is genuinely going through their own thing. What does that look like? How can I be curious without being demanding? Hmm. Hmm. I'm allowed to be curious. I actually think right there, that line is probably the the biggest gift that you can give Hmm. to someone. If you're the the spouse or the parent or the close friend or whatever, situation you find yourself in with someone who's dealing with some tough stuff how can I be curious without being demanding Mm -hmm. and so you know I think for me the lesson for the people that are going through the pain the individual Mm -hmm. who's suffering or however you want to define it yeah I think the takeaway and what really breaks down that dividing barrier between two people yeah is stop holding them at arm's length yeah you know especially if it's your spouse right because you're just doing damage and you might not see it in the moment or you might be so like hey I'm doing everything I can to keep my head above water right if I'm honest I don't really care I'm just doing mm-hmm. what I have to do to make it through today. Right. Um, but if you're there and you're holding, especially, like I say, your spouse at arm's length, um, you're doing some serious, serious damage. Mm. And, you know, like you just said, I love mm-hmm. that. If you're the one who's journeying along with somebody yeah, who's, in the middle of something, yeah. whether it's like me not having a diagnosis, not being able to figure out what it is, right? or if it's after the fact, there, are, there has been a diagnosis and now we're trying to figure out the best way to move forward, or mm-hmm. if there's been a traumatic or tragic event that happened and now I'm figuring out how can I be there for somebody right. to find a way to be curious without being demanding. Right. Um, and part of how I that, love that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's huge. I mean, I think as I talk, so if I don't write it down, I probably won't remember yeah, that right? I said that. But but just really quick, too, on when you talked about giving me 10 minutes. 
Yeah. The reason that I was so happy about that is because God had worked with me to that point to be receptive that anything Alan was willing to give me was exactly right, hmm. that that was right, and that that was part of Alan's journey, and that's part <sighs> of his gift to minutes, me. Though. Yeah, we can go back <laughs> if you. But it was really important for me to be accepting of that, and that was hmm. one of the ways I practiced being curious without being demanding, was that I took what you were able to give me, and I realized in that moment, in a way I couldn't have in the beginning, that you needed to protect what you valued as well. Yeah. And that you recognized you needed to take a step, but you needed me to be okay. Yeah. That that was what the step looked like. And so that's what I needed to give you for the true love part. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, that's yeah. That's cool. That was neat. Yeah. Why? Um, we're kind of wrapping up, getting to the end of our time here, but I'm wondering if, you know, we this might be an ongoing conversation. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I'm guessing that you've got some more stuff that you could talk about yeah. with this journey and what it looked like. Yeah. And I really think, you know, just like I had a hard time finding a resource that could help me and come alongside me as I was in the middle of, I mean, kind of where I still am right now, like no answers. Yeah. There's really, you know, at least to my knowledge, we haven't really come across something of how to cope with a loved one suffering or struggling or whatever it is, you know? And so I think that if this could be the beginning of an ongoing conversation, you know, I'd love to keep doing it and have you back again to share. That feels really right. yeah, Yeah, cool. That's true. Well, thanks for sharing and you know, thanks for listening to as you mm-hmm. hear us talk about some heavier stuff. Um, but I'm really grateful, Annalise, for you being in and sharing that stuff. Thanks a lot. Thanks for welcoming this.